Hey everybody, it's your host Cranberry Gatto with Learning with Conversing, and I had a special guest today. Uh, his name is Steven. Me and him went to high school together. Uh, he graduated in 2012. Um, I graduated in 2014. And uh, yeah, we connected about maybe a month or so ago. And he hit me up, wanted to join the podcast, and he wanted to come on. And he had a couple things to say. Um, the episode went really good. Um, we talked about his uh, weight loss journey and how he went from 240 pounds to 200 pounds he lost about 40 pounds here's a crazy thing happened in about two months it's really exciting uh we talked about it i gave him my um my uh freak i can't why can't i think i gave him my um methods of how i think he should carry on uh but he's a really good guy man i think he has a really good head on his shoulders and he's gonna carry on just fine for that um Random topic, we ended up talking about poverty, that's what came up, so we kind of got into that, talked about our growing up situations, he also grew up in Antioch, um, and we talked about a little bit of what's going on right now in the community and in the world, the whole battle against racism right now, and I think that was a really good part. We kind of set our points, and you know, that's we just good old conversation. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone that has been listening for all 13 episodes. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys are already subscribed and um, giving me feedback as you go. Um, If you are a new listener, I hope you enjoy. And I hope that you understand that you can always reach out to me and connect to me on my Instagram. And that's at CBTheG. And also on Twitter, same thing. And also if you go on Facebook, you can find me at CranberryGatto. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do... Please like and subscribe and do whatever you do to help me out and support me from where you are and on your platforms. Hey, Steven. So uh, before we get going on to the whole podcast thing, I want to ask you a question. Um, you know, I'm going to say it up front. We failed the recording the first time, so now we're trying <laughs> again. So let's laugh it off, right? Hopefully this one this one works. So you already know the question. But the question I asked you earlier that I want to ask you again is that, um, so you connected with me about a month ago, and you saw me um, walking my mile at first. Then I ended up jogging it three minutes on, three minutes off. And you had some words to say to me. You said, you know, you don't you're not really sure of what I'm doing, but you really think I'm doing the right thing. And that wasn't just about the mile. I knew that was more about me as a person and how I'm kind of perceiving myself to the world. You know what I'm saying? So um, answer that question again. (laughs) All right. So um, I enjoy seeing people be successful in the things that they set out to do. Now, when I saw you, well, regardless of how close they are to me, it doesn't matter if I barely know you, if I've known you for a long time, I want to see you succeed. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, when I hit you up uh, about a month ago, you you and me had not connected a whole lot um, as far as talking and stuff like that prior. So, you know, that itself right there, I just... I want to see you be successful when I when I see you putting yourself out there. Yeah. So when I seen that you were uh, starting to do this this goal of running a mile in six thirty. Yeah. Um, I saw you implementing steps to. Uh, I don't. I don't. How? What's your time frame for wanting to do it? Or do you about have- my next birthday? <clears throat> so okay. I set the goal of April twenty eighth this year okay. to do it by April twenty eighth next year. Okay. So, you know, setting goals or, well, uh, setting the guidelines for you to reach that by next April. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I personally, when I see people setting little goals for themselves to try to get things like that, I, I like seeing that because I like seeing them reach the end goal because it's, it's satisfying to me to see, to see people be happy with the, um, the things that they have set out for themselves. So that's really why I did that. As far as um, 
you know, because it, it doesn't take any time for me to reach out to a person. It's not hard. Yeah. Uh, if, if I see if I see someone um, doing something that I think is, is going to challenge them that I know will be a beneficial thing to them or that will bring them happiness doing it. Yeah. And if, if I can reach out and tell them, hey, you know, I like what you're doing. Um, I, uh, I see what you're doing and uh, I hope you get there. Even the simplest thing like that, I know I've seen simple things like I know simple things like that have touched me before. So yeah. um, I, you know, I try to do that uh, when I can. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And same thing with just your whole podcast, um, your training that you're doing with people. Um, just, I just think it's it's a whole bunch of good, and I think it's uh, it's moving in the right direction. And I would definitely, I definitely would spotlight that. Thank you. No, that's, I mean, that's beautiful. Let me wipe a couple of tears off my face, <laughs> right? No, honestly. So like, and here's the thing with that is like. Um, so let me break it down so maybe you can understand how I actually set myself to do something like that. It's, um, it's my whole mindset and mentality. My mindset and mentality is that I didn't want to just run six and a half minute mile for anything else but what it was. I wanted to complete a mile in six and a half minutes. I didn't care how much weight it made me lose. I don't care how it made me look. I just understand that I needed to create a proper system to, create, to, um, to endeavor this goal. You know what I'm saying? So basically, I told myself, hey, let me figure out what a mile is because uh, I do it in front of my house. So I just walk. I found out, I figured out the perfect mile for, in front of my house. That was step one. It didn't matter how much time it took. I just wanted to go out there and do it. And then even so, I set myself up for um, success prior to after the quarantine because when I go back to work, I still want to walk and do that mile twice a month. Okay. So it doesn't matter how many times I do it in a month. My minimum goal is to complete that mile twice a month. So it doesn't matter how fast. Doesn't matter anything like that. That's what I see to be sustainable. Obviously, I went I went a little back crazy and I started doing the mile like three times a week, and I haven't done it in a while actually because when I actually did the run, I did the three minutes on jog, okay. three minutes walking, and then go until I was done. I uh, experienced um, low back pain. Okay. So it was at the point I was like, man, I'm not going to enjoy this if I keep at this rate. Sure. So I still have my minimum of two, two twice a month, and that's all I have to do. That's my bare minimum. It has nothing to do with my health. It has nothing to do with anything like that. It has everything to do with the goal, but my system is bigger than my goal, always. Because mm-hmm. I always want to be able to run a mile twice a month. You know what I'm saying? And that's my bare minimums. And that kind of goes into my whole aspect of everything, but... This is more about you, my guest, not me. So that's kind of like a little breakdown of just how I broke down the mile and all my goals. Um, goals are important to set because when you hit them, you have accomplishment behind it. But the whole point of setting goals is to kind of give you that little bit of grit and drive to complete something. Yeah. But you never want to do something solely for a goal. You want to have a system that you can live by and believe by. So whatever you did it for in the beginning, you have to know why you started. You Correct. know what I mean? Because what if we just all hit goals and stopped? Yeah. You know I mean, what would we look like as a humanity? I, um, and I feel like I do that. When I set a goal for myself, um, be it, you know, whatever, something at work, mm-hmm. um, something, a, a fitness goal. Mo- most of mine, honestly, are fitness goals because I don't, I don't really... I don't really uh, get into a whole lot of things. Period. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't really do a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. I do, I do my stuff at work, um, which I I try to make goal oriented sometimes when I can. Um, but most of mine are fitness goals, and the goals that I set for myself. It sure it's cool to, you know, um, it's cool to accomplish one of those fitness goals. But the goals that I see. For myself, I set because I know that it makes myself better when I achieve them. It's not necessarily the goal. Um, like I said, the goal is cool, but uh, just the fact that I'm better for it at the end of the day yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is kind of why I enjoy setting those. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, just hitting goal after goal is cool. I enjoy it. Yeah, that's good. Um, so let's talk about your, um, to me, your crazy two months, but <laughs> to you, your life, you know what I mean? This is yeah. your life, you know? It's not two months. To, so this is one thing before you go into it. You, we talked about this before we started recording. Yeah. 
But um, one thing I want you just to talk about is what you did and why you did it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead and talk about what happened to you in the past two and a half months. So uh, if I'm going to give my story the last two, we'll, we'll call it three. The last three months, I got to tell a little bit before that too. Go for it. that's part of it. So um, I ended up, golly, how long ago was it now? It was like last not even last november so two septembers ago is when it was i ended up moving up to idaho for work mm-hmm. and i was up there for like six months maybe five uh-huh. months five or six months yeah and uh when i was up there i just got fat that's just what it is <laughs> that's just that's what idaho does to you guys don't go to idaho I don't, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know if it's idaho but but uh so I, I ended up moving back just because I didn't I was I was tired of being away from my uh, family and stuff. Yeah. And uh, when I came back, I was I was heavier than I had ever been in my whole life. And uh, you know I was I was never in. Eh, I mean, like I don't think I was in terrible shape, but I was never in amazing shape. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, but I was up to I was up to two thirty eight at my heaviest, and mm-hmm. I high school I was around two hundred. So, uh, I, I graduated in 2012, so it's been a minute, but I'm getting old. <laughs> but so, um, I was up to 238 when I moved back and, uh, I kind of stayed around there. I didn't really care to make any changes yeah. and I ended up going back to work over here. And, uh, about three months ago, I was, I don't really know what it was in my head that made me want to make a change, but uh-huh. I did. Um, and I'm the type of person that really just dives right in. So I, I changed up completely my eating habits. Uh, we were eating a lot of fast food up there cause we didn't really like cooking <laughs> yeah. when we were up there and, uh, reasonable. And I kinda, what's up? That's reasonable. My bad. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I kind of continued that when I came back for, for a while. So, um, I changed up my habits. Uh, I don't, I don't really eat fast food anymore. Um, I've, Probably in the, in these three months of less than ten times probably, um, I uh, started meal prepping. Um, I get through a ton of stuff like that. Bro, that didn't. No, die. you're good. You're good. You're oh, good. You're man. good. Keep going. <laughs> ten minutes already. So, um, <laughs> I, yo, I, that was the sound of death. I thought. <laughs> so I uh, I started food prepping and um, eating a whole lot better. That helped me. That honestly. Probably, probably two weeks of that, I had already probably lost like seven pounds, not doing literally anything else, yeah. just eating better. So mm-hmm. then I started up running too. Um, now, my running schedule that I have kept myself on for, I won't say the entire, but for the majority of these two and a half-ish months, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like most people would think it's crazy. Um, I do. <laughs> I feel like most people would think that uh, it's it's more than they would want to do. But to be honest, I'm not a runner, so it is more than I want to do too. Yeah. But um, so I started running. I have a run by my house that I do. Um, it's about four and a quarter miles. Um, and then and that's on days that I'm off. Now this quarantine kind of made those days be a lot more than the days that I wasn't off. Yeah. Um, but when I'm not off, I, I have a run that's a little shorter. It's three, three miles exactly over by my work. And, um, cause by the time I get home, it's super late and I'm not trying to run when it's all dark and all that when yeah. I get back here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, so I ran that, uh, twice a day, every single day. Um, so, you know, about nine miles every day. Um, mm-hmm. And I have lost, so I weigh 197 right now. So I guess that's 41. Is my math right? Don't let uh, me be live with my, uh, my uh, math. Uh, I'm just lost in your story. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> 41 pounds in two two and a half months. It's really it's it's really closer to two months. But yeah. But um and and I mean I know that. And I haven't been able to really start going to the gym because um, gyms have been closed over here and I don't really have a gym at home. I, I want to get into some, some strength training too. 
um, and workouts. Uh, I have started up now, um, working out the last three weeks, mm-hmm. um, in addition to my running, but, uh, the, the, and, and the running has tailed off a little bit as of late. Um, I still run every single day, but, uh, most days, cause now I'm working full time again. Uh, most days I'm not able to get two in. Um, but I do get one in every single day. Yeah. Uh, as well as at least one, some kind of free body workout, like a bunch of sit ups, push ups, stuff like that. At least one of those, usually two, two times a day before yeah. and after work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Um, as far as my weight loss journey is concerned mm-hmm. and, and we talked about this before, uh, before we started recording too, like it, it's not really, a lot of people I think have a number, uh, as far as like the weight that they want to lose for me, I don't really care about the number. Like it's, it's cool to say, Oh yeah, I lost 40 pounds. But, um, ultimately I know that when my body improves as far as strength wise and stuff like that, putting on more muscle, losing fat, uh, I know that it's not, it, I'm not going to sustain that weight loss. Um, you know, sure. I'd like to lose weight, but ultimately when I start putting on muscle, I know that I'm going to end up going back up a little bit too. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I don't really focus on the number um, mm-hmm. as much as I do how I feel and, um, you know, just, just how, just, just how my body looks to me is for, pretty much it for sure. And that's, uh, uh, insane story that's still getting written right now because like i said you run still daily yeah every day so this is one of the things so this is let me give you my recommendations and everyone can hear okay i want to hear how cranberry trains so let's act for instance that you came into my my garage and said hey you want to be my client and this is where you did you told me you're doing all this stuff <clears throat> for one i already asked you before we recorded how much do you love what you do and you told me you don't really like running at all Nope, I'm not a runner. You actually use those, that four-letter word. That's the opposite of love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's one thing for me. You have grit and determination. You know what I'm saying? That's something that a lot of people don't really have when they want to make a change. Because they, they experience, like, you never, you told me too, like, I asked you this question, like, oh, with, with work, you said, you don't know what pain comes from what, from what. It could be yes. from running, it could be from work. Yeah. But this is what I have learned to be true. The body is an adaptive creature. We're going to keep adapting so we don't feel so much pain, but after a while, it's going to be hard. Stuff catches up. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't wish anything bad upon you, obviously, sure. but obviously the day might come to where you're running one time and you're like, this does not really feel very good. Then you might have to start jogging and walking or whatever. Mm-hmm. Most people, when that happens, they hang up their cleats and stop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I told you that, and you're already aware that if you were to hang up your cleats and stop, you'll probably blow up like a balloon in two months. Mm-hmm. And um, people need to be aware of those things too. Because um, I forgot, I had I had someone come in and they were like, yeah, I, um, they kind of gave me that uh, the stigma of uh, why people start to work out. Yes. Winter, winter workouts make summer, you, so you look good in the summer. And that's one of the things that is like 100% everything i'm against Mm -hmm. and i'm saying if it takes if you have to miss a summer so be it right i mean it's not even miss a summer if you can't go to the beach with your shirt off who gives a shit right that's what i'm gonna say if you were to work for one whole year and be consistent with something that you can do minimally i guarantee you'll never lose those results yeah because you have to just do something that you enjoy this this journey is unique to everybody right so this is what i asked you to do I would say something that you should start, like you already said, you want to implement weight training, stuff like that, uh, get put on some muscle and all that stuff like that. But what what's going to affect you the most is your calories. Yes. Because, for instance, I don't know how many calories nine miles burns a day, but I'm pretty sure it's a lot. Do you happen to eat a lot right now? Um, I mean, so... I would say I eat less than I was eating... Uh, in addition to it being um, better stuff, I, yeah. I usually I usually have like a a piece of toast, two pieces of toast with peanut butter and bananas in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. I do a protein shake when I go to work. I have some uh, for lunch. I eat some chicken chicken and rice and uh, some kind of vegetable in there. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes I switch that up uh, depending on uh, 
what was on sale at the grocery store that week. Yeah, I guess. That, that's fair. <laughs> but um, but and then you know dinner is kind of just it just is whatever happens. I don't I don't eat anything that's just garbage. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean honestly, I don't count my calories. Um, that might be something I should start. Um, I mm-hmm. don't though. I can tell you that according to my uh. uh I'm not very happy with it app that I use for my running though. Um, yeah. The four and a quarter uh, mile run that I do burns around 500 calories according to that app. Yeah. Then I, when I'm doing it in my, uh, around 30 minutes. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, I, I don't know how accurate that is. Yeah. I don't, I don't have one of those watches uh-huh. that <laughs> tells me my heart rate and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Here's, here's something that I learned. Um, so anything like that, they're thirty to ninety nine percent inaccurate. Yeah, I'm already. <laughs> so so you're um you're flirting with thirty percent inaccurate at the best. Yeah. So if this is the best engineered app. Studies show that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. This is something I, like this is new knowledge to me as mm-hmm. well. But I'm not one of those people either. So um, what I would so what you just told me is that an average eating day like for seven days a week. I mean, I don't really have an average eating day. Um, my days are exactly the same every day. So that's the same? Yeah. So you, that's what you're doing right now? Yeah. So you're probably sitting at, and you don't even have to count calories. I can probably count it out for you. Okay. You're sitting around 1,000 to 1,200 calories a day. Okay. How, how does that, does that sound pretty to you? No, I, I feel like, I, I feel like I should probably eat more, but, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know, because at the same time, like right now, like yeah. I, f- I feel good. Yeah. So I don't really know. And I'm, I'm by no means like a nutrition and health genius or anything like that. Me neither. Um, <laughs> but I mean like, yeah, but you know more than I do. Thank you. Um, <laughs> he said thank you. <laughs> but uh, I have yeah. a whole lot to learn. But I do know the basics. So let me break something down to you. Into how I, if you were to become my client, that's what I would tell you. For one, what is your, what do you think your goal is? What do you have a, any kind of goal that you would actually say you came to me and go, hey, these are my goals? What would you think they'd be? I mean, I don't right now without sitting down and, and like thinking hard about it. Yeah. I don't really have a goal aside from uh, just not being completely not in shape and just like I want to, I just want to feel and I just want to feel better. I want to get stronger. And I want to, uh, I just want to be, I just want to be proud of the progress that I have. Okay. Basically. I don't have like a number. Dude, so you're like a beautiful client, dude. <laughs> honestly, that's like someone that has the grit and determination like you. Mm-hmm. To be honest with these, like, this is one thing that I know to be true. It's hard to do everything right. Yeah. But you're doing a lot of the things right. The only thing that I would say for you is... How long do you think you can keep this up? You know what I'm saying? That's the real question. Yeah, I so we kind of touched on this a little bit before we started recording as well. Um, uh-huh. I I think that um I don't I don't think anything that I do is completely crazy and just breaks my body. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. So if I really want to, I think I could keep it up. Now, I tend, I look at myself and I've had other people without me bringing it up tell me that I'm a pretty driven person when it comes to uh, things that I put in front of myself to get done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I can't really put a, I can't really put a time limit on how long I, I think I can do it. I yeah. would love to be able to sit here and tell you that I can do it indefinitely. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I would believe you. I would believe you. <clears throat> My bad, I cut you off. No, you're good. But I have a point to make. Okay. So let's let's work in the world of hypotheticals. Sure. You shouldn't do that anyways, but it's something to always think about. Mm-hmm. Let's say hypothetically you're running and then you, you sprain your lower back. Okay. You're unable to run for who knows how long. Sure. If you end up eating that 1,200 calories that you normally eat, you're not going to be burning the same. Yeah. But your body is probably extremely efficient with the slowest metabolism in the world right now. Okay. Because you're running nine miles, you're running what is it, um, four to nine miles or three to nine miles a day. Most of the time, it's four to so nine. so four to nine, so four yeah. to nine miles daily. Huh. So that's something you're doing every single day. You're feeding yourself properly. In the course of two months, I wouldn't be surprised if you kept at this rate. Next month, 
you said week uh, month one you lost twenty five pounds, something like that, and then week month two you lost fifteen pounds. Yeah. And right now you're kind of floating daily. Kind of then you say like you're kind of going from like one ninety something to two something. In in the last like in the last in the last week and a half ish, I've I've lost maybe three pounds. Three pounds. Something like that. Okay. So it's it's still it's still going down at a good rate. So I would like to say that your body isn't fully efficient yet, mm-hmm. right? Because if you say, I there's no average, I eat the same shit every day, yeah. and the calories are going to be pretty close to the same, mm-hmm. which is okay. That, that's what I'm saying. That's why I know you have that grit. So psychologically, you don't really have that problem of messing up, or what most people would say is messing up, because mm-hmm. the only way you'll mess up is if you stop doing completely what you're doing. Sure. But in the world of hypotheticals, if you were to get sprained and you couldn't keep up with the running, yeah. that's your activity yeah. that keeps you balanced. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So it's a freaking long, long, long kind of conversation. But at the end of the day is if you think you can eat 1,200 calories for the rest of your life. Say, let's just say you are someone that doesn't do anything. Yeah. Like you, know, so you go to work, go home, and sleep. Yeah. To be honest, I would like to give my honest opinion is that I don't think you'll be very happy next year no. if you stay on this course. Yeah, I don't think – I think that – I think my job helps me with are, – are you are you talking about like – Like sanity. I'm talking about more? I'm talking about sanity. No, but like – but, you, but um, are you saying that if I wasn't doing anything that I would I would eat more? No, not eat more. It's eat this, okay. If you end up eating the same and you lose sure. your activity – I'm okay. saying that's okay. what keeps you balanced. Okay. I'm saying like you're um so I'm I'm doing a visual with my hands. Yeah. Your activity's here mm-hmm. and your eating's here. That's why it's going to be here. Okay. Sometimes you may um yeah. do a little bit more or whatever, so that's why your weight's still going down. Okay. Cuz what you're eating and what you're uh burning, you're in a big deficit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No matter what. Like supposedly let's just say hypothetically you're you're burning way more than that 500 calories. Yeah. You, it's really hard to judge how much calories you burn from a workout. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I honestly think it is more than that. But. Yeah. It could be more than that. Or it could be less than that. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter in the fact of it all comes down to the law of thermodynamics. Mm-hmm. So basically what that is is calories in, calories out, mm-hmm. and calories burn. That yeah. kind of all those three numbers play in a part, and you want to be around zero if you want to maintain. And if you want to be losing weight, you have to be less negative. than zero. So negative 200, negative 100, whatever it may be. But over time, what happens is your body's going to naturally adapt to that negative and make that your zero. So you either slow down your metabolism rate or, um, or um, you just end up eating less or whatever it may be. <clears throat> I kind of made that point kind of fucked up, but I think, it's, I think everyone understands. So what happens is, this is what I would tell you. So go everything away from the diet and everything getting hurt. Obviously, those are horrible hypotheticals. Sure. But... What I would recommend to you is implementing muscle gain. Yes. Right? But this is the thing. It requires a little bit of reverse dieting, and that means eating a little bit more, cycling that. So instead of eating that 1,200 calories, you eat two pieces of toast, and you eat two piece, two chicken breasts, something like that when you work out. Mm-hmm. And then when you don't work out, you don't eat that stuff, stuff like that, a little bit of cycling. Mm-hmm. So you can naturally slowly build your, meta- your metabolism to go a little faster. Mm-hmm. Because what happens with muscle is muscle is going to make your body's metabolism faster. Because um, these numbers are kind of thrown out there. But hypothetically, I want to say it's um, one gram of muscle mm. takes about 60 calories to burn to maintain. That's why I don't know if you may look at yourself and you really feel like you're just lean and not really have the muscular look. I mean, we're not there yet. Yeah, <laughs> you're not there yet. So you, have, you still have more body fat to probably lose. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of like that's what that's what rate you're going at right now. That's why um, I like to say is with you, that's why I say this is your, you would be a perfect client because you don't give a shit about the number on the scale. You don't have a specific goal. You just want to feel good. That's exactly what people do when they come here. I want them to feel stronger. I want them to feel comfortable. And I want them to gain strength through their ranges of motion and then obviously get stronger from there. Uh, achieve better ranges of motion and all this and that. Mm-hmm. So you feel really good when you squat, bench press, squat. I mean, squat, bench press, deadlift, overhead press, all those good things. You know what I'm saying? And you know how to do them properly. That's kind of my whole spill. <clears throat> and like going on with the thing about the building muscle, if you were to eat the same and build muscle, you get 60 more calories 
to, um, to burn naturally. But obviously you have to feed your body if you want to retain muscle because if you don't feed your body and you're working out, it's going to be a hard road to gain muscle. Your body's going to be super efficient and say, I don't need this muscle. I need the, I need the calories to maintain my activity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's going to be hard to build muscle at this rate you're at unless you decide to eat more when you, when you work out. Mm-hmm. So that's something to look forward to. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If you're going to work out, you have to, you have to eat more or you're going, to, you're going to raise your risk of injury at the end of the day. Sure. You know what I'm saying? That's why I always say too, your workout, your running, your lifting, whatever it may be that's extracurricular activity for your fitness and health should never impede your daily activities. Mm-hmm. You know? But for you, your daily activity is running. You know what I'm saying? So think about it like that way. Your daily activity is running. You shouldn't be working out so hard either to gain muscle faster to impede your running. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If that's, if that's the rate you want to keep going at. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I'm, that's a freaking ballpark of... That's the, this, this is probably like my first real fitness podcast. I actually feel like I'm talking more about fitness and stuff like that. Like to the, to the bone. Because, sure. I mean, you don't really you don't really show or say any of the psychological things that go on with a normal person. You just have that determination and grit to be super disciplined, which is which is not bad, though. It's not bad at all. I'm not trying to say it's bad, but at the same time, it could be abused. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. You can be like, you know what? I got to do this for you don't even know why you're doing it. And that's what that's that's what makes it bad. Yeah. You have no end goal. You're going to keep going until you go. Mm. You know, and then, God forbid, like I said, hypothetically, I would never want you to get hurt because that would suck. And that would make you kind of lose a lot of the progress that you made. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, you know. I would not want you to get hurt, but I would want you to take care of your body enough to sustain whatever you want to sustain. You know, if you want to be a four-mile runner daily, that's good. But learn how to make that more safe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To where you eat a little bit more to sustain and all that stuff. Because that's a lot. That's a lot of running, bro. That's why I think it's crazy. But I mean, <laughs> if you're if you really think you can do that for years and years and years, then by all means, that's something that you can do. Mm-hmm. But always, um, always, always, always think in the back of your head: How can I make this easier for me to do yes. and better for me to accomplish? You know what I'm saying? Not really about the goal. It's like how can I make my knees stronger, my lower back, yeah. How can I make my lower back a little bit more um, resilient, mm-hmm. my knees more resilient, my ankles more tough, whatever it may be. You know, I'm not a runner, but I understand all those things playing a part. Your ankles, your your hip mobility, your knees, your you know, even your shoulders can play a part. Your upper back keeping you up, good posture. Your lower back kind of holds everything together. Your core work, so you can stay nice and tall when you're running. All that stuff plays in a part, because everyone knows when you're running and you get tired, you you lose posture. It's crazy because <laughs> I no I I run really straight. Yeah, it's weird. Like I don't even know why, uh-huh. but apparently that's a good thing. That is good. Yeah, I don't know why I do that. I've never. It's I don't even know. I don't even feel like I have an exceptionally strong core or anything like that. Yeah, but I I just always have ran straight, and I and, and even when I get tired. It, I really kind of just I don't really sink forward like that, mm-hmm. like you say that, like some people or most people. Some people, I, I I do it. I mean, that's why I hurt my lower back when I did the three minutes on, three minutes off. Because hmm. I'm just I think I'm just I have too much load for what I'm trying to do too. You know what sure. I'm saying? But like you said, if when you run and you don't have no knee aches, no ankle pains, stuff like that, then what you're doing is perfectly fine. But I'm saying is like at the end of the day, forty pounds in two months is a little drastic. You know what I'm saying? So always keep that in mind. Sure. So understand that once you stop, it's very easy to blow up like a balloon. You know, me being someone that has lost four, uh, lost weight 30 plus, plus, uh, 30 plus pounds at a time, four times in my life, and I'm only 24 years old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I kind of understand how it works. Mm. But usually, let's say this happens and you gain weight again, it's going to be much tougher for you to do it again. You know what I'm saying? Because your body is not, is not going to want to go through that shock again. Sure. That's something that I have heard to be scientifically proven. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So just something to be mindful of. Do um, you have anything else you want to talk about besides uh, that whole um, fitness thing? <laughs> no, we're, we're straight. All right. So we can, do that, um, we can do that random topic now. Okay. So let's see what we end up with. 
So, poverty. Poverty. So, there's actually a good topic to talk about. I have a lot to say. But, you being the guest, I want to hear what you have to say. Because you grew, you grew up here, right? In Antioch? I did grow up in Antioch. Okay, um, so we can say poverty. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I might have to hear some of the stuff that you have to say. Um, I, my family has not ever been... Um, I, I, I will not say that we've been not... We're not rich. But um, I wouldn't say that we're not well off. We're yeah. all right, so I don't. I I do not believe that I have ever really experienced poverty for myself. Okay. Um, I uh, I have seen it, um, and I think it's terrible. I don't really know how to. Uh, I don't know how to combat it. I know. Would Would you? Would, what about like below poverty, like like homelessness? See, I never. We could talk about that. Well, how, uh, I mean, I mean, like, do you feel like that plays in, or is that a whole another? Yeah, topic? that that plays in. You think so? Yeah, poverty is poverty. Basically, the way I see poverty is either uh, you're in a community that's, I wouldn't say like communism, but you know, it's pretty much the same thing. It's like we all have X amount of dollars coming into each household that's yeah. pretty close to being similar. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's always it's often in the lower end, obviously. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like poverty, I would say, is like Section 8 housing, stuff like that. I wouldn't say where I live right now is poverty, really. But I do understand that compared to Walnut Creek, yeah. we'd be called more a Providence residence. You know what I'm saying? Which is okay. I mean, I don't... I guess I'll go on my little rant. I wouldn't say for me... Like, I grew up in apartments on Sycamore. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I lived there for about eight, nine years. I would like to say that's poverty. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I understand that that's not the best. That's not the best housing to live in. You know, obviously you grew up in Antioch, so you know Sycamore has its stigma of that's where all the bad things happen usually. But now it's Cavallo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But before growing up, when I was you know zero, a baby, going up to going to Fremont Elementary and stuff like that, and I'd walk down the street. I mean, I never saw anything of it. I never thought of it until like obviously I'm more grown. I'm an adult now. And I can kind of see where, what communities lie in communities, and um, like the thing with poverty, is like. Poverty is an area. It's a demographic, right? Regardless of how you say it or not, it's a demographic. So Antioch, and you can even see some some places in Antioch are more poverty dem- demographic than others. Yeah. Like obviously New Antioch, Lone Tree area, those are the two story houses. It's nicer. it's nicer. You know what I mean? So obviously you would assume there's more generational wealth over there in those areas right and that's okay you know but this is the thing that i have to say and it kind of plays into everything going on right now and obviously you give me your opinion after but like um poverty is poverty no matter how where you live or not you know but being having that poor man's mentality is a whole nother story right and that's something that i i never really thought of it that way but i knew i didn't grow up very wealthy at all you know what I mean? I grew up eating the Vienna sausages, corned beef, spam was a luxury. Um, all this, you know what I mean? That was just what I would eat, you know? And I was happy as shit to eat spam on, you know, lucky days. I hate spam. <laughs> that, that, and that's okay. <laughs> and then, like, like um, I was talking to my girl about it, too. It was funny. She was, I was like, she had ate SpaghettiOs the other day, right? And I was like, I don't like SpaghettiOs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I used to eat them. But it was one of those things that that was a common course of dinner or lunch, you know what I mean? Just because that was just what was available for us. Because yeah. it was four of us. There was four of us growing up in, with a single mother in one apartment, two-bedroom apartment, you know what I mean? We haven't even talked about Top Ramen yet, though. No, so that too. I really don't like Top Ramen either I'm anymore. <laughs> Yo, Top Ramen is... I'll still eat Top Ramen. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not a big fan of that stuff because that was something that was so common for me to eat. That I really don't like to do that anymore. Because yeah. I know I don't have to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I can still eat Spam because that was one of those luxury things. So that could be something that I might eat as a luxury again. You know? Even though it's not really luxurious. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But that's just kind of how it goes. And kind of to play everything in is like, um, I don't. Do you, do you have a Facebook? 
I do have Facebook, but I'm rarely on it. Okay, so on Facebook, I uh, posted this. Um, it was a video someone created, like a visual. Sure. It was about systematic racism, yeah. right? And about how poverty, neighborhoods, whatever, there is this young black boy and this young white boy that they were friends together, but they went to different schools because they lived in different areas. Yeah. Redlining is a thing, all this and stuff, right? And that can even be true in Antioch, obviously, but I don't think Devalue is so much better than Antioch at all. You know what I'm saying? But whatever, that's a whole other different topic. But the one reason why I didn't really like the video is because... It showed both sides of the extreme. Yeah. It said this this young white boy grew up had a had a well fed well fed school with money from the taxpayers of the people living there, so they had great education. Oh look at that! His brothers and sisters, all his brothers and sisters went to college. They all graduated. Now they're all successful, owning their own stuff. Great generational wealth, right? Yeah. Then on the other side, the young black boy, he grew up. You know, his schools weren't as the best because of tax income and all that stuff in his neighborhoods, all this and that. And he was a lucky egg, though. So, boom, he sprouted out, went to college because he got a, he got a um, scholarship, all this and that. Yeah. And he made it big, whatever it may be. The thing with that, though, I think that video was talking about present day, though. Okay. I don't believe in that present day for people of, in the people of Antioch, at least, in my demographic. I really feel like I know, like my friends are way well better off than where they were when they were chi- when, when when they were children. You know what I'm saying? So, if I those are my experiences though. Obviously, I don't know I don't know poverty into where like Sycamore, I don't live there no more and I don't talk to people from Sycamore as much. So it's like I don't really have that those experiences to see where they are at 24 years old. But for me it's like if you feed into the stigma of you might get lucky, you're not going to get anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you can't live your life on, I hope I get lucky. You have to, like, um, I was talking about this with one of my clients. He was telling me that he used to love the law of attraction. I used to love it too. You know the law of attraction? Yeah. Like, oh, um, I, hope I, get a, I hope I get a nice car. I hope I get a nice car. You say it every morning. And then, oh, boom, one day you get a nice car. But people don't like to see that they did hella work behind that, that yes. statement. And that's what I'm trying to say. It's like... Just because you have to work harder because you're in poverty, does it, I don't think that makes it a good excuse to be not successful. You get what I'm saying there? Yeah, I get that. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people tend to see videos like that, see the extreme, and go, okay, see, uh, the system working against me no matter what, so why try? Yeah. And that's, that's the reason why I feel so strongly about how it's how you live your life. Yes. Yeah, um, I mean... I mean so it popped into my head it wasn't even that long ago I heard and I don't know if you've heard this or not uh, and I'll probably butcher it but That's I thought it was I thought it was a really good point because I do I everything that you just said as far as the extremes going both ways um, in that video uh, I, I believe that that those things are definitely prevalent and I believe that um, it it is all about the work that you put in. Now, this guy said um, that the obviously in this story, the the little white boy yeah. had um, he had a lot. I don't I don't know if it, it was a lot easier going for him to get to the things that he got to than it was for the uh, quote unquote little black boy. Yeah. Um, now. The little black boy probably had to work through things that the little white boy. Did. That, I don't know why that's funny for me to say. That he didn't have to uh, work through because he, you know, he grew up with. I don't want to say more privilege, but I'm gonna say more privilege, I guess. Yeah, because that's what um, that's what they're trying to disclose, though. Yeah. So so go for it. Um, and I heard this guy say not too long ago. He said, oftentimes, um, the the person that, and, and I don't want to make this sound like it's a, a higher up excuse for yeah. them to be like, oh, it's okay. But the the little white boy in this story was was privileged and had a lot of things that the little black boy didn't have. But oftentimes, um, being, uh, having, being unprivileged, not even, um, that's not even the right word. Being disadvantaged is an advantage if you use it right. 
because that mindset you were talking about, that mindset that it puts you in where you're just scraping by and you're just scraping by, that mentality that you gain from not having everything handed to you, not having everything given to you, is an invaluable quality um, in people that have success, I believe. Now, that's not to say that it's fair that yeah. he had to go through a whole lot of stuff that the other kid did not have to go through. That's yeah. not fair at all. And and um, But it did develop in him... Uh, and I'm sure this isn't true for everyone. It, it depends on how uh, you let it mold you, how you let situations mold you. But uh, in this case, he allowed a mentality to be instilled in him that I'm certain um, was a key point in his success. Yeah. So no, for I, sure. That's it. That was yeah, it. As far as as far as that point goes, yeah. No, that that's good, and that kind of that like it, all it does is kind of make my statement more true off of what someone else said, and how you took it. You took it the right way, and this is something that we I want to talk about too, just to kind of make it clear, and we can have a little discussion on it too. Is that um, social media and the way they present their their things is a lot of fear and hate. To make someone feel some kind of way that pleases them. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. not there's not a lot of general statements out there or general videos out there that don't ask someone to go, hey, 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 how do you feel about this video? Okay, oh, you really feel that way? How the and then they don't really care how you created these thoughts. It's I shared that video and I really hated that I shared the systematic racism video because it's like there might be someone out there that watches that video that I shared and, and takes it the exact way that they wanted to see that video. Okay. I watched that video twice. Yeah. But I, I put my statement out there like, hey, I didn't let this affect me, so I'm yeah. one of those people that, you know, it is what it is. Take it how you want to. But say someone just watched the video, didn't read, didn't read at all what I said, and that's okay. But they take it exactly how that video was, was meant to be. That video, at the end of the day, when I watched it the second time, I was like, this is showing the extreme extremes of both sides. And this is this will probably make someone really angry about the system. And like you said earlier, it's if you use your disadvantages to make an advantage, that's how you find success. And this is one thing that happened to me not too long ago. I had a debate with my sister because she wanted to know my side of where I was on this whole um, Black Lives Matter movement right now and okay. the social injustice and stuff like that. I agree with a lot of the stuff they say. Okay. Right? But I don't I don't think this is going to bring true change. I don't. The reason why I think that way is because to racist people yeah. that see that see everything going on, they're going to be blind and deaf to whatever we do. It could be the greatest thing in the world or not. But my whole point is, and I'll stand by this, unless someone can change my mind is if you have a problem with somebody, the only way to instill true change is if you communicate with them properly. That definitely goes, yeah. You can't do it without that. Yeah. So it's like this whole fitness thing. I hope you took something away from it, right? But if I didn't communicate whatever I said to you, yeah. nothing's going to stick to you no matter what. Sure. And a bunch of people can be like, oh, man, I hope Stephen does everything Cranberry says, you know? But like I said, there are just recommendations. You're going to do whatever you want at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? I just hope I enlightened you a little bit enough to make you think a little differently than how you're thinking right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you already understand that a lot of people think your journey is crazy. You run so much daily. You know what I mean? A lot of people will be like, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you may even think it is, but it's something that you just do. You have that great determination. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I would tell you don't abuse that either. Yes. You know what I mean? But that's just how I feel. You know, I, I truly do see great success from you just by how, just talking to you for the past two hours. Obviously, we want to record it for 45 minutes, but talking to you for the past two hours and how much I guess got to learn about you more as a person. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. it's just the beauty of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, as I, I honestly tend as far as the Black Lives Matter instilling or accomplishing great change, um, I tend to agree with you uh, as far as I'm not certain if it really will uh, 
change things. I hope it will, because growing up, um, you know, here in Antioch, most of my friends, I, it, I'm white, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am white, by the way. Uh, but most of my friends here in Antioch growing up, I'd say most of them were black. And so I have seen a lot of things um, and even uh, seen some of the stuff happen when I was there uh, where profiling occurs, um, things that, you know, and, and it's, it's true of all minorities too. They, they, don't, they don't get looked at the same as white people and I truly believe that. But now, with that being said, um, like what you said about the people that are racist, um, I, I don't think racism will ever 100% go away. I really don't think it will. Um, and that's sad because I believe that, um, I, I know I personally don't, I love all people the same. Um, it doesn't matter if you're white, black, it, it, brown, green, it, it, that green aliens? I no, mean, just I'm messing. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm messing with you. Hey, <laughs> I'm messing with you. That's that's a different topic. <laughs> them aliens. But um, we're talking about space aliens, by the way. So don't get offended. <laughs> oh, I didn't even take it like that. <laughs> See, I, I, I got about, your back, he's bro. He's talking about Mars. <laughs> yeah, but I honestly, I for me, that's just that's just how I was raised, and from what I was taught. And yeah. from a young age, like I, I know you've seen, have you seen that video of the little, there, there's, it's two little boys and one of them's black and the other one's white and they run up to each other and they hug each other. I, uh, they're like on the sidewalk. I know you've seen that video. It's, it's on social media like crazy right now. I don't think I've seen it. Every, everybody's like, oh, racism is not, you're not born being racist. It's something that is, that you pick up and that you're that you're taught by the people around you. And I, I believe that true. I, I, I don't think that we as humans are born just like, Hey, that guy's skin is a little bit darker than mine or that guy's skin is lighter than mine or whatever. And, uh, that because they're different, it just has a, a in our head, it just clicks that, Hey, you know, I'm not going to treat that person the same because that literally doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. So not at all. I, I just, I think that, um, I think that it's, it's really sad because like I said, I don't think that, uh, it will ever completely go away. And I, now I, I hope that, um, and it also depends on what you think real change means with what the black lives matter protests and stuff and what they're all trying, what they're trying to accomplish. For sure. I, I think everybody should be treated equally. I think that, um, the opportunities. I think it's mostly opportunities. Yeah. I think that um, opportunities should not be withheld from a uh, man or woman because that's a whole other thing too. Women yeah. kind of get discriminated on to, or discriminated against as well. For sure. Uh, gender, race, nationality, and none of those things. I don't think you should have opportunities withheld from you. Um, I and I hope that it can at least move in that direction for the parties that feel like they are oppressed. Um, yeah. I personally haven't felt, I don't feel like I've felt that before, but like I said, growing up, I've seen other people feel that. So I know it's real. Yeah. And, and that might be the worst. That might actually be the worst thing for me. I know that we're supposed to be talking about poverty. <laughs> no, it, it all goes in hand in hand though. But I think that a very, a very bad, well, maybe not bad is not the right word, but a, a bad, um, thing in this whole situation with uh, racism and stuff are the people that are blind to the fact that it actually is real. Correct. Because if um, you uh, you can't you can't change something if you don't if you don't think that it needs to be changed and you for sure cannot change something if you refuse to believe that it is something that needs to be changed. And 100%. that's, I think we're more so where the people that are actually racist sit in this yeah. whole conversation. 100%. They don't want it to be changed because they think that that might change how they get by. And, uh -huh. and uh, that's at least a part of it. I, I believe. You know, that's, I love that statement, bro. Like a hundred percent respect what you just said, like bottom of my heart. That's probably what I've been missing. So for me, I am super 
neutral, not to this topic, but I'm just a, a, as a person, I'm very neutral to seeing, like say for instance, there's someone else here and you guys didn't like each other for some reason. Yeah. I would like to know why you don't like him. I'd like to know why he doesn't like you. And I'll listen to both points and figure out what's the problem. Because sure. obviously with true change comes compromise, right? Yeah. Like, hey, um, okay, you're right. I didn't really know that about you, so my bad. So let's just break it up. You're, you know, this is all for no reason. That does not work in racism, right? I understand that. Yeah. But what you just said about how it's the same thing with how I feel about my life. <clears throat> Growing up in poverty, the whole thing about success. Success is such a general statement. Mm-hmm. But what does success truly mean to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'll try to make this point quick. But um, basically, it's like, um, for me, my ideal of success this goes back to the argument I had with my sister, kind of not argument, but like debate, whatever. She said, "Well, in the world, in the way of success, let's say it's the white picket fence, uh, two-story house, cars, and everything like that." I was like, "That's not what my success is. My success is having exactly what I envisioned for my Grande Gato studio, um, having creating generational wealth for my kids, future kids. I don't have any kids yet, but future kids, and making sure my wife stays happy." You know what I mean? Every, and I can do everything I want to do and also retire by 50. That's my ideal of success. So however I need to get there, I plan on getting there, right? So you can't compare me and you ideas of success, right? But what you said right there was like, it seems we're, everyone's fighting for equality, right? Which is 100% correct. But if I can do it, this is such an insensitive thing for me to say. If I can, If I can do it, and push past all the, if I have to do a lot of hard work to reach my success, I don't give a shit. And I'll say that real loud and clear. I don't give a shit. What I have to work against, I have to just do it for me. Mm-hmm. And that's, and I want to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if everyone were to do that and say, you know what, who really cares what other people think of me? I'm going to do what I need to do in this capitalism, free market country to be, success, to be successful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if people on the other side, the racist people, were to just realize that it doesn't really matter if these criminals, thugs, whatever, because that's how people like that's yeah. how they, that's how that's how they like to view them, become more equal. I already have generational wealth. Why does it really matter? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I I don't I don't believe that if 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 black people and minorities are given the same opportunities of white people um i don't believe that that hinders the white people from success um now without the proper mindset no one's gonna be successful would fail correct um so if you are white and you've had something handed to you and you didn't have the proper mindset and the only reason you succeeded is because it was given to you that's that's a whole different thing but that's not something that is the you know that, that black guy down the street's problem who he's now given an opportunity and he has the right mindset to be successful and yeah. he now succeeds. Yeah. You where whereas you were um given what came to you and you didn't have the proper mindset and so then you ended up failing. That's not his fault. Yeah. He and I, I just I don't see why I, I to be honest, the people that are against Black Lives Matter movement and the all lives matter people. Yeah. I, I I really don't see why they feel that need. Like I don't see why they feel that need. Again, I'm white mm-hmm. and I see these people uh protesting and stuff with these Black Lives Matter uh signs and all that stuff and I think that that's great because um I don't know why you wouldn't want to fight for the equal treatment of your brothers and sisters. Cause that's, that's how I feel about it. Um, I have, like I said, a lot of friends black growing up. I don't know why I would be against them being given the same opportunities that I'm given. It's not like my opportunity is taken away. Yeah, it's exactly. just that it's just that my friend can get an opportunity that I already had. Yeah. And I don't know why you would be against that. And honestly, the people that say all lives matter, I mean, we already know that everybody's life matters. That's not even the point. I feel like that as a, as a, I don't, retaliation ain't the right word, but I can't think right now. 
Yeah. When, when you hear someone say black lives matter and then you respond with all lives matter, I think that that's just missing the point and you're being, um, you're being very, uh, inconsiderate. Exactly. Inconsiderate because it's like, yeah, every single life matters. But the thing is, is that not every single life is in trouble. Yeah. Not every single life is being, uh, things being kept from them. It's, it's, I mean, and literally in all lives matter, that includes black lives too, right? Yeah. So if, I mean, obviously if you say all lives matter, that includes black lives too. It's not, you don't really have to, I don't know. I've seen, I'm sure everybody that hears this has seen all those posts on Facebook so, yeah. And, yeah. and Instagram and stuff. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not blind to what I just said. Yeah. But. No, it's true though. But it's, the thing is, it's like. This is where we will, we will end it. This is where the thing. This is where I see the biggest problem. There's one side and there's another side, yeah. and it's not okay for people like me and you. I would say to not be. We, and it's not. I'm not saying that we're not clearly with everybody else, right? We're not racist people. We're not trying to instill hate. Obviously, we're trying to instill love on both sides. But it's to me what I see a lot of the thing is people want to battle side one versus side two, and they just want they just want to win. Yes. This is this is a humanity battle. Yes. You know what I'm saying we need to just be good humans, good ethics, good humanity, treat people like we want to be treated. All these little kid ch- uh, kids saying when we were growing up getting taught, hey, treat other people with, um, how you want to be treated. Yeah. Sticks and stones, everybody. They may break your bones, but words should never hurt you. All these things getting taught like in, in school should be things you should remember when you're older. Yeah. Like, why do you have to fight this battle with someone for one that wants to be a bigot and doesn't want to listen? Mm. Why Why does it matter? Quit wasting your breath. Go on and live your life, bud. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly how I would say it. And that is insensitive for me to say it that way, but it's true. If someone doesn't have an open heart, they're not going to have an open mind. Yes. So why waste your time? Focus on you and become successful in your way. Yes. And that's how I want to wrap that baby up. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I pretty much, I pretty much agree with that. I, I can't, um, I can't see anything that justifies me being against uh, a certain race of people or because of the color of their skin or anything yeah. like that. Like, I honestly, I, um, uh, you, you wrapped it up pretty good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, I don't think. Uh, no, you're good. Be, I, I am, I am a Christian, so. That wouldn't uh, that wouldn't sit well with uh, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ either. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I, I hear you. And you know you're a good man, bro. And I really appreciate you taking the time. But before you go, I know we want to wrap this up real quick. But I have one more question to ask you. What's up? What do you feel like you learned today during this podcast? Oh, I'm about to eat more food on my lift days for sure. <laughs> you're um, funny. I. Uh, I think maybe not necessarily something that I that I learned mm-hmm. versus a new maybe not even a new but just a broader perspective on how to look at some of the things that we talked about and amplifying how uh, different in another different because you know I some of these things I've talked with my coworkers my you know my friends my yeah about yeah and it's just another person's knowledge added to um how i you know every single person gives at least a little bit different of a perspective to look at something and i feel like when we allow for ourselves to uh see into another person uh views and stuff Mm -hmm. um it, it broadens our own and uh you can always learn from another person's. I'll never, I, I will never run away from a uh, conversation with another person with the intent of when they don't want to win and be right. Because, I, like you said, it, it's it, it doesn't benefit anybody to be in a conversation, or really, it's not even a conversation; it's an argument. Yeah. It doesn't benefit anyone to be in an argument with somebody else who is not going to be swayed in any way. Um, it's just going to be a it, exactly what it is an argument. There's no there's no learning going to be done. There's no um, understanding, which is oftentimes the most important. Because even if you have a even if you have a belief or a uh, or a feeling that is different than um, 
someone else's, you can at least come to the understanding of why they feel how they feel. And yeah. you may not agree with it. And it doesn't even have to be something that's right or wrong. Because yeah. obviously I would hope that if something is just wrong, that if you could come to the understanding that it's wrong, then you would be like, oh, I can't do that thing. Yeah, for but, sure. But I mean, if it's just an opinion-based thing, that is, it's, you know, it's not really a super significant thing. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. You could be like, oh, well, that's why he feels that way. And I, I definitely came to more of that here today. That's good. And I, I like to call what you just said, learning with conversing. <laughs> that's a slight plug in the name of everything. But um, do you have anything you want to plug, uh, like your Instagram, stuff like that, or does it really matter to you? Uh, I mean, I have an Instagram. Uh, you can just search my name if you want to add me on there. It's Stephen Lino with a V. We don't do that PH. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, I, uh, I, I'll pop up. You're obviously from the Bay Area. I am from the Bay Area. <laughs> Wait, what makes you say that? Pittsburgh, no H. Oh, yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. All right, well, thank you for coming on the show, bro. I really do appreciate your time. Yeah, for sure. All right.